0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Open Dialogue, the number one podcast based out of Utah Valley, a podcast dedicated to exploring religion, relationships, reflections on the world and everything in between. Most importantly, promoting a no filter, open, safe discussion where every voice matters. I'm your host, Samson. Thank you for listening, watching, and spending some time with me today. All right, let's get right into it. Um, Allow me to introduce the guest joining me today. It's me. (laughs) Um, As you can see, the guest chair is empty today. Um, And uh, I will have a guest on for the next episode. But I just wanted to hop on here and kind of have this episode just be completely open question. Um, just to kind of discuss and get some things flowing. And just for reference, I don't know if you can see this. It's currently 11.52 at night. So if that tells you anything to when I'm doing this. Um, but this segment will completely and entirely be on video. So there's no extra additional stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, or any streaming platforms. So let's get right into it. I i feel kinda weird because it's just me. Literally, but I just feel weird kind of like giving myself an introduction. But I'll do it anyway. <laughs> um my name is Samson Osime. As you know, oh shoot, my mic's gonna fall off. Give me a second. Okay, we're good. Um yeah, my name is Samson Osime. As you know, I was uh, born in Nigeria. I was raised around Salt Lake. Um, I would like to claim that I'm a jack of all trades. For those of you who don't, like, who don't know what that means, it's just someone who can do a lot of things. Um, and I have taken on a role of student. I've taken on the role of athlete, musical artist, and podcast host. I am currently attending BYU, and I'm currently studying um, a major, hopefully in marketing, and a minor in philosophy. So that's something a little bit about me that you should know. I don't know. I just kind of feel weird. Um, Fun fact, for some of you who know me, I am known as my musical name, Sime. For others who don't know, that is what my musical name is but all right let's get past that crazy highly awkward introduction of myself let's move on to today's episode um today I kind of I didn't know how I wanted to take this or where I wanted to take it but I hopped on my Instagram and I had Some of my followers, some of my friends um, send me questions, just any questions that they thought would fit this theme of religion or relationships or reflection, self-reflection, whatever it is. And I got quite a few responses. I'm going to try to hit those, and, and that will kind of be the episode. Just kind of share my thoughts on that, okay? So the first question. Um, these questions uh, have I have been asked to keep the person asking them anonymous. So I will do that. First question that was asked was, "How do you grow in an environment that doesn't promote pain?" I don't. I will have to admit, I was not expecting this question, nor do I know how exactly it's meant to be asked. But um, once again, and I encourage you at home, listening, watching, to ponder these questions as well. How would you answer them? Because again, this is just one guy and what he thinks. Um. But first question, how do you grow? in an environment that doesn't promote change, i'm going to assume this question is talking about our society around us how changing sometimes is frowned upon deviating from what the normal is sometimes is frowned upon and uh that's the way i'm gonna kind of tackle this question um One of the, like, this question is something that I didn't really know how I would um, respond. And I'm trying to pull up because I wanted to see what maybe one of my friends would respond. And I had asked her, like, this exact same question. And she kind of brought up the fact that sometimes, sometimes we ask ourselves these things. And I just wanted to see if I could find what she had responded to this question. Um, I'm not sure I can find it. So I think I'll just leave that for now. But how would I respond to this question? Well, first, I think to grow and to be able to promote change. It's an individual process. I truly believe that change is something that can be done on a very wide scale. But quite honestly, I don't think change on a wide scale just happens. I don't think change on a wide scale ever just starts big. I think it always starts small. And something that I've come to realize is that if you feel like you want to change something, whether that be a big issue, a big topic, um, promote change in your society or your community, it often starts with you. It often starts with an individual that decides, hey, this is how I'm going to change my lifestyle. This is what I'm going to do different. And this is how I'm going to deviate from the normal and stick to it. And I find that most of the time when one individual makes a plan, when one individual makes a goal, to change and do something different, oftentimes people gravitate towards that. Sometimes we are so stuck in normal and we're so used to what is routine that when we see something out of the ordinary, out of the normal, out of curiosity, the human mind and just the nature of humans, we are drawn to that. We want to know why. We want to know how they're living so differently. And that is a risk. That is a challenge. And I think that that's the first thing. When you ask the question of how do you grow in an environment that doesn't promote change, for me, start with yourself. Start with the individual. What exactly are you trying to change? If you yourself as an individual aren't doing it, why do you feel necessarily that the environment or the community or those around you are going to change? It's almost this thing of like, do as I do, not do as I say. And you could always go around parading, oh, we want to change this or we should change this. A lot of people in our day and age now are hiding behind screens, texting and typing and commenting and tweeting what should be changed about this or what should be changed about that. Some of those same people don't do anything in their own personal lives to promote that. And so It's very, very interesting to me that that is the biggest way to start a movement. I think of great leaders and I think of great movements, and it all started with individual efforts. I mean, we just were recently coming off of Martin Luther King Day, and I'm always brought to humility when I realize that there are people who died. For a movement, individuals that were killed because of what they believed, because it was so out of the ordinary, because they were stuck in an environment that didn't want change. If we take a look at America's history, it's not greatest, but there have been moments of time where great change has occurred because one individual decided to do something or decided to join a movement. And so I think that's just something I would say. When it comes to growing in an environment that doesn't promote change. Another thing as well is I think surrounding yourself with people that have your best interests and goals and are on the same wavelength as you. That is how you grow. I don't think I would be where I am today without a certain circle of friends a certain circle of people and supporters that are helping me and challenging me and pushing me to do more i think that is the greatest thing you can do when the world around you doesn't want to change but you do is find yourself people find yourself those people that are on the same wavelength as you that want to live the same lifestyle as you want to support you in what you want to accomplish and how you want to change i mean like It's really hard. It's really hard to break a cycle when you are in the cycle. That's kind of like a paradox. And I'll repeat that and explain what I mean by that is if I'm in a circle, sorry, if I'm in a cycle, excuse me, if I'm in a cycle of doing the same thing over and over again, and I'm there with two or three people that are also doing that same thing, it's going to be pretty hard to be that first person to break away. And then when I do break away, it's going to be very hard to retain my position when everyone I know is still in that cycle. It's going to be a lot easier if I have people who are also trying to break away or also trying to live differently with me. I think this applies to everything regardless of whether you're trying to change a lifestyle or you're trying to do a movement if you're trying to change something in your society. But I think having people that will give you feedback and support you and never be the reason why you can't grow. Um, something that I wrote down um, was that I feel like that's really hard to do, but it comes down to your vision, your values, and your goals. Um, if you want to be able to grow it, when everyone else is telling you to not grow, that is, it's at that moment you need as much strength and guidance as possible, and you can find that in others. In my life, I think of, um, I guess, my schooling and why I'm at BYU is because I'm able to find people of like values and like minds who are there for my best interests. To be honest, look, I've known a lot of people who are great people, by the way, like these are great people and I have nothing against them, but where they're going with their life and where I'm trying to go with my life is completely different and that's okay. We are not the same person. And so I think a third thing to add is that if you're trying to grow in an environment that doesn't promote change, you need to be okay with the fact that Some people don't want to change. They want to be themselves in their own ways, and that's okay. Like, that's fine. It's their life. What you can control is yours. And so focus on you. Focus on those around you who are also on the same wavelength as you. And then I find that it's easier to change yourself than it is to change someone else for them. it's You can't change people. People change themselves and so i think that's kind of what i would say about that um one of my friends just texted me that i kind of asked them this next question here um but that was the first question um i don't know i was kind of all over the place with that but i hope through everything that i've said something in there stuck out to you um But I would also really appreciate knowing what you would say. What is your opinion on this? How do you grow in an environment that doesn't promote change? Um, But I think those are some things I feel like I could rant and go on and on forever. But there is another question that I would like to to hit. Um, This is a different question that was asked. And it says If I could travel back in time, what advice would I give to my younger self? That's a good one. I feel like that's one we get all the time. Like, if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself? Like, I don't know. There's a lot. I don't think I'm, like, younger version of me would be quite surprised with where I am in life today just because of how happy and how well I'm doing in my current endeavors. But when I was a kid, Im so I moved here from Nigeria at the age of seven, um, with my parents and my little sister. And I, it's really hard to have a culture at home, a certain set of values, but then also be in a society that's completely new and unknown, and foreign, and try to mix those. At least it was hard for me at first. And I think something I would tell myself is never, I'm looking for the right word here, can't seem to find the right word, but what I'm trying to say is the advice I would give to my younger self is to never doubt or change who I am in order to to be friends with someone else, in order to please someone else. I guess a people pleaser. Don't be a people pleaser, I think is what I would say. Um, And I'm sure there's a more sophisticated way to say that, but I would say to not be a people pleaser. I think that as a As a younger version of myself, when I was growing up, I was so excited to be in a new country, to have new friends, to explore new things, that I think I definitely compromised some of my values and some of the things I was taught from an early age in order to make friends, in order to get people to like me, in order to feel like I belong. and. Quite honestly, like I don't regret anything from my childhood because I have learned and I have grown and I have countless lessons from them. If I could go back in time, I would let myself know that life is so much more than other people's satisfaction and happiness. Life is so much more than someone else's opinion of you. It's an opinion. And so I think that is something that is so critical and quite honestly is something I wish I could give my younger self. Um, again, I would actually love to, like, if you're watching this video right now, I'd love you to comment down below what I- what advice you would give to your younger self. Um, but, yes. Please do. Um, so I hope that answers that question for the person that asked that question. And then the last question that I was asked was craziest story from my mission. Okay. So for, for those of you who don't know, I served an LDS mission, um, or I've served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints um, from around 2019 to 2021. I served originally called to serve in Togo, which is part of the Benin Cotonou mission. And I spoke French over there. Um, And so this question is hard because I feel like there's so much that happened. I actually served during COVID. And so it was quite honestly a trip. I was called to that mission. And then I was in Africa for three months and then COVID hit full force. And then I got kicked back home. So I actually came home three months into my mission. I stayed home for like two months and then I was reassigned to Washington State, the Everett Washington mission, the WEM. Um, and then I was there for seven and a half months. And then at like almost my year mark, I got the opportunity to go back to Africa. So I was all over the place. But one crazy story for my mission. Um, I ain't going to lie to you. All the crazy stuff happened in Africa, 100%. Um uh, oh okay, so <laughs> this is kind of funny. Um in Africa we don't have cars, like missionaries don't have cars that like we drive around in. Every you're walking everywhere. Okay, you're walking everywhere or you're biking everywhere. If it's really, really far, um like zone conferences or stuff like that, then you're taking taxis. But these aren't like taxis that you know here. Like we're like, oh, it's like an Uber. Like five seats means five people. No, 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 no. In Africa, four to five seats means you can fit at least minimum seven to eight people in one car. And I'm not talking about SUV type cars. I'm talking about four door Nissan Altima looking cars. And so I remember there was this point in time where me and my companion we went up to. A village outside of my area it was kind of brand new place that we were trying to open up and we had a lesson we had a like a good day and we had to use taxis to get there so on the way back we had to find a taxi to come and pick us up to in the morning take us there and then a taxi to bring us back at night now these taxis are not in the best condition like I'm not even like to go to your scrapyard, slap an engine in it, and if it runs, it's good. Call it good. So these are like makeshift cars that like would never pass any type of emissions tests in the US. And so um we plowed into this car, and I remember I was with my companion and these two um older ladies, two moms, I guess. Um <laughs> and my companion was on the do- edge of the door so in the back seat was two moms and then my companion and then the front seat was the driver and me. Um, and so we're going along, we're driving and this is all manual. most of the cars like no one has automatic cars over here so you're doing clutch you're tran- like your your transmission shot but like you're switching gears, all that stuff right So we're going we're heading down this is about a 40 minute ride back to our place from the village. We get to, like, our area, our sector, and all of a sudden, you start to smell smoke. And I look down, and from, like, the AC vents in the transmission box, like, smoke is coming out. Like, white is, like, white smoke, right? And we're like, uh, I don't think that's normal, right? And he's like, the driver was like, yeah, I don't think that's normal. We look down the box so the transmission box was on fire like i could literally see the flames in the car and so the driver slammed to a halt in like some intersection by the market square and he's like get out get out get out get out and so we're like scrambling to get out my poor companion to this day (laughs) got trampled the the mom that was in the middle literally swung her legs and was kicking the door on top of my companion to like try and get out of the car. And to be honest, it was a scary moment. Like the car was on fire. So we all thought the car was going to explode. And so everyone, like he was yelling, like the driver got out and was yelling at people in the intersection to move. He was like, get out of the way, get out of the way. The car's going to explode. It's on fire. And then he started grabbing like sand, from the road and throwing it in the car to try and put out the fire. And so, I mean, I started, I started doing what little I could, but quite honestly, we thought that car was going to explode and it was crazy. I mean, eventually we got the fire out because we were just throwing sand and stuff on there. Um, like for a second, it didn't look so good and I was quite honestly sure that car was just going to explode. So that's kind of like the closest um, memory to my mind that I can remember that was just crazy. Um, I mean, who can say they were, they were on a car that was on fire. Right. So anyway, I hope that answers that question for you. Um, that is something that happened on my mission. I have countless, countless mission stories. Um, but, um, yeah, so those are the three questions I kind of wanted to address on this short episode. Um, it was very outside of the ordinary for our normal segments and how these episodes look. Just because, like I said, I'm alone today, no guest. But that's why this episode's just a little short, just a little informal. I just thought I'd hop on here and discuss some things. So, um, if anything that I said in my multiple thought processes stuck out to you, please let me know. Um, comment down below, or if you want, if you're listening to this audio only head over to our Instagram and shoot me a message. I'd love to see what you think. Um, but yeah, so if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to Open Dialogue on wherever you watch or listen to this podcast. And as always, your participation is crucial. And I want to make sure that you understand that we need you. Uh, we want to connect and feature and reach more listeners like you. And if you would like to be featured, like these three anonymous individuals were um please go ahead and send your questions in to our instagram which is open underscore dialogue underscore podcast and make sure to follow us for updates and sneak peeks of upcoming episodes don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends and uh, let us know what you thought about this episode but remember this has been open dialogue podcast where every voice matters I'll see you next time. Oh shoot, I forgot to say. Keep the dialogue open.